1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. Talking to Finland. Come in, Finland. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Too funny. So, (laughs) what's going on over there? It's uh, it's really dark and rainy and oh. cold. Oh, so it's 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 the worst time of the year at the moment. Well, guess what? Yeah. It is uh, the same here. How's that? It's not as cold. Oh, yeah, but... Not as cold. And and not as dark. Yeah, and not as dark, probably yes, but but I can I can pretty much like look out and go, yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty, we're doing pretty bad, we're not we're not doing great, so, but now's when the ducks start moving and the geese start moving and everything else, so I'll take it, you know. Yeah, our waterfall is gone, more or less already. Right, the southern part, southern part of the Finland still has, has some birds left, but uh, up where I live, it, it, it's starting to be pretty empty. You know, uh, the thing about, and we're kind of gonna go through this stuff so so people can understand, like when they watch the episode and and the episodes and stuff from from being over there. You know, the 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 crazy, the crazy part to me is you know obviously the different species and what you guys have which is just phenomenal you know what I mean like I couldn't wait to get over there and shoot a hooded crow uh the jackdaws that are in the crow family you know and then obviously you know the different goose species that you guys have you know between the you know, the barnacles and the gray legs and the bean geese and, you know, Canada's as well and the ducks and just, just, it's just nuts. Like, it's just such a, such a bucket list trip or something that if you're a diehard waterfowler, like, you need to go experience, like, Europe somewhere, you know. Agree. The, uh, the crow's you know, I, I like doing that almost, well, I don't know. I'm into it pretty heavy. So the crow hunts in Finland, we had a blast. Obviously Sweden, we had an incredible time, you know, but there's also like the, the bonus birds that you guys get to shoot that we do not get to shoot between like, uh, you know, depends on what country you're in the cormorants and the seagulls and what species of seagulls and stuff like that. Like, I I have like complained and like asked forever over here for like listen just let us shoot one cormorant and one seagull a day for the the whole waterfowl season 
and we would at least keep them in check. And if and if the fish and wildlife guys would just say, hey, you know, it's $10 for each tag. Oh, my God, the amount of money they would generate for guys that would want to do that. I, I don't know. And keeping the fish population in check. Yep. The cormorant hunt for us is pretty new. Too. Right, right. It, it, it has been protected for a while. Right. And uh, now the population has increased uh, a lot, and now we get some special permits. Yeah, but you, for it. but you guys are, I mean, that's going to help on the fishery side. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, and it's just a population, you know, benefit to help keep that in check. Oh, so, yeah. I agree. You know, the the seagulls, the crows, uh, the jackdaws, like, like the cormorants, they're pretty hardy birds. And they could, you know, they, man, they could take, they could take whatever you throw at them. So they strive, you know. And and just man, they can make it through anything. So so I think you just have to keep them in check because they're not just like falling over dead. Ah, uh, that's true. There's just too few crow hunters at the moment here. So I would I would like to see some increase on 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 hunters. Right, right. Well, and listen, if 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 the guys that waterfowl hunt right would understand how cool the crow hunting is like the calling the decoying like everything about everything about like a waterfowl hunt is in a crow hunt and even then then some you know what i mean and 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 you're also you know helping keep that population in check and you're also listen for us over here i'm sure it's the same for you guys you know, it's they're they're egg stealers, nest thieves. You know, you're keeping them in in check from stealing, you know, duckling eggs and goose eggs and you know any other you know game bird nest they would be destroying. Yep, and it's it's like you said, it's pretty much the same as waterfall hunting. You have to do all the same things, you know. You have to do scouting, and you have to do right. brushing blinds, and uh, and uh, do good decoy setup, and all, all all the same things you do with a waterfall. Right. So that's that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, I mean, you still got you still got to do it all. So you you have to keep, you know, you have to keep your skills sharp almost even sharper on on some crow hunts you know what i mean yeah that that was i, I was just about to say that uh, brushing blind is even more important right than, than with waterfall i'd say yeah i mean it's it's uh oh my god it's so much fun it's so much fun and when they when they commit and finally come like they just come right in and just go oh, for yeah. it <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah you know, and and listen over here in the U.S., we don't have jackdaws, which is it is a smaller. It's in the crow family. It is a smaller bird. We would almost call it like a a big blackbird, but 
but man, those are just in huge numbers and big groups. And when they come and commit, like like we had a couple groups on uh, when we were running the video, like we had a couple groups that just came in and did it dirty. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're fast. <laughs> oh my god, I was having so much fun. <laughs> so so hunting him, you know, you learn how to shoot. Oh my god, yeah, are you kidding me? Like when when they come in and then all of a sudden the first shot rings out, it's like it's like a big group of teal and everybody just like starts going a different way. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh my god, it's so much fun. So uh we're talking to my buddy Yuho who's in Finland. He's one of our huge distributors at uh Callisto in Finland and they have a couple different stores and they also have a uh, a web shop which is called huntersfriend.eu which kind of services a lot of other countries that we don't have distributors in uh so and you guys are big on a lot of stuff like the company was first like a forestry company and and that's its main you know main thing correct yeah that's right that's our core business but uh we we nowadays we we do products that are somehow related to forestry sure or forest so that's that's why hunting came in you know naturally yeah and it's such a it's such a tie-in you know like you guys like the the scenery over there is pretty cool uh we did we showed a lot of it in in sweden when we were there uh finland is 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 somewhat similar lots of lots of forests lots of trees lots of stuff going on lots of i mean you guys have i mean moose and deer and hares and all the waterfowl and all the birds and then you have capercaillies uh and you know the thing that i've learned early on with you guys and especially there is you guys are the only european country to have whitetails as well that's correct and the the whole population is, is is actually from we got a donation of I think it was five animals to start uh, to start and uh, they you know bring those from Minnesota in I, I think it was late fifties or something like that. Gotcha. And that's how it started. That's crazy. And now it's uh, with five our, deer. Our second second you know biggest game animal and and second you know it's uh, almost as important as moose as a game animal for us I'm, i mean that's such a that's such a great story you know what i mean for for conservation for you know what hunters do on that side i mean that's a huge i mean that's a huge thing that's like you didn't have deer before you get five deer <laughs> from minnesota and now all of a sudden you have like a thriving population, which is a, you know, giving, giving, you know, hunters something to harvest and chase. And also, you know, the meat and everything that goes along with it. I mean, what, I mean, what a story. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I mean, that's pretty remarkable to me. That's pretty awesome. It is. It is. You know, the other thing, you know, as we saw the migration while we were there of the barnacle geese, which to me 
is a is an Arctic bird, very very similar to our snows, in the way that they travel, flock, graze, everything about them. And you guys have such weird rules on them there. Like it it, it goes country by country, but but man, I gotta think. Like you guys are, well, you guys already have a a barnacle goose problem as far as like destroying crops and stuff like that. So I I would just hope that the, you know, the powers that be over there would let you guys have, you know, a decent season. Like when we were in Sweden and we hunted them there, you know, same in, same in Iceland. It's crazy that you guys don't have like a, you know, just a basic even season with the amount of birds. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it's actually... In all EU countries, it's protection hunts that we have uh, compared to, to to Sweden. In Finland, there's a different rules, and it's uh, I'd say honestly very stupid rules. And there's a big discussion around it because uh, yeah, what well, the the stupid part is that it we call it a little scary. Yeah. But you can, uh, you know, take the bird meat, so you have to bury them. Yeah, which is bury them and throw them away. So that's that's just waste. It it is. It's it's an absolute waste, and I cannot believe like a like an organization would say let's do that. Like it's 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 a it's a bird that's destroying crops. There's no doubt. It's it's coming in big numbers, and they want you to shoot a bunch of them, but don't take the meat and just bury them. And it's like I, I, like when you told me that the first time, I was like, what? Like it's the craziest craziest rules which well, i don't know it's nuts now now the other stuff is you guys have uh other geese there the gray legs are the main and the barnacles um there's two different types of bean goose which the gray legs and the bean geese are all derivatives and the pinkfoots are all derivatives kind of of that speckle belly or white front family Yes. They they are right. so similar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, we have, a, like you said, two species of bean geese. The other one is uh, tiger bean geese, and the, the other is uh, tundra. The tundra, right. Yeah. And uh, we have a very, very short season. Uh, for taiga being goose up in up in Lapland, okay, and it it lasts a week, and the the bag limit is, is for per hunter is one per season. That's crazy, that's crazy. Yeah, and then but go ahead. Yeah, then I, I was about to continue because the migration route of a tundra being geese goes by. Eastern Finland. So here we have a, a a bit of a month season, and there's no back limits at all because that's different population, and that 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 is doing that's pretty stable. That's doing pretty good, right? Right. Yeah. And, and then uh, and then tiger being goose are now doing pretty good too because it's been protected sure. for for several years. So it's now it's it's increasing and it's it's doing pretty pretty okay that's why the season opened again 
but we are doing just, it very carefully. Right, just taking time, which makes sense. And then as far as beans, and, or I'm sorry, as far as pinkfoots and then European white fronts, are you getting both through there as well? I know the pinks come through a little bit, right? Yeah, that's right, a little bit, but... Uh, right. Uh, Specklebillies, we, we get coming through, you know, through Finland as well, like right. migrating, but that's protective. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. So there's 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 different rules in different countries. Like when we went to uh, Iceland, and, and we'll talk to the Viking and those guys uh, next, is that, you know, that you can't shoot specks there at all. They're protected. And there was a lot. And I mean a lot. <laughs> Holy God. Yep. Crazy to me. But, you know, I don't make the rules. I get it. But, man, there was a lot. So... Um, all right. So let's, so, so, and there's so, there's so much to do in Finland. Like, like you said, and you guys have dogs for everything. You have dogs for deer hunting. Like dogs are such a big part over there, which was so cool to figure out, you know, there's dogs for moose hunting and dogs for capercaillie hunting and hare hunting and waterfowl hunting. Like you guys have dogs for everything. And raccoon dog hunting. And raccoon and, dog uh, hunting. Fox hunting. And, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we have a pretty strong uh you know hunting dog culture it is definitely it is definitely a huge hunting dog culture which which i i love it i love it everything from from your dog to aki's two dogs (laughs) 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 to little tuve (laughs) yep such a cool dog like these are such cool dogs so so yeah what what a cool culture that is which is which is neat to see. So then then we go from we go from uh, Finland, and I'm there for a couple of days. And then we have the rest of the guys, the federal guys, and and a couple other distributors from Germany, the guys at Ovis and and Jan, and the guys at Udhus up in Norway. And everybody meets us down in Sweden, and we're going to go hunt down there. So so me and you get on the we get on the ferry and we take the ferry ride, which was pretty cool. And, and then we get into Sweden and then like, you know, Sweden's totally different as well. And, and we were going to go down and we hunt with the wild experience.fi guys. And, you know, I mean, we watched, I mean, me, me and you were scouting a couple of days before everybody got in there and, you know, we're seeing some barnacles and we're seeing a decent amount. And then all of a sudden the day that everybody got there, the barnacle numbers went just like we went from like however 20 30,000 to like 100,000 like like they just came in like full blown I thought that was we were just ahead of the migration there that was pretty wild yep and they were late this year actually so right that was, the timing was pretty perfect right right but it was insane as far as like Oh, you know, we saw a couple thousand in this field, and then we saw some here, and then we saw some there. And then, like, the next day, it was like, you know, the sky was filled for, like, two hours. It was... Yep. And that's why I said it's so similar to the snows here, and it's such a cool bird. It's such an awesome-looking bird, and and it's just like the snows. They'll They'll either make you want to, like, you know, jump in the river or, you know pop a bottle open and celebrate because it's feast or famine. 
you, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's, it's a headache. It's a headache. Uh, it's either going to go great or it's going to suck. And I, I don't mean suck, oh, yeah. but it, you're either going to get them or they're going to get you. That's really it. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. But it'll be fun in the in the meanwhile. It'll be fun like trying to figure it out and trying to chase them. So, oh my god. So we, oh my god, we did so much stuff in Sweden. We did have a couple good crow hunts and jackdaw hunts, and and guys will see that on the last pass series. We had a blast, and uh, then we had some some barnacle and gray leg shoots and then we shot some hairs so i mean we oh my god so much to do there and i think the amount of roe deer there which is a smaller deer if you guys don't know what it is roe deer is super small uh the amount of roe deer we saw was just they're just everywhere everywhere that yep. that population That's, is very strong. It is. It is. The whole southern Sweden it it's packed in. It, yeah. Yeah, and we we were down in the the Kalmar area. Uh, we were down that way. That's where the guys operate out of. Lots of agriculture down there. Lots of water. Uh, you know the seas right there. Um, you know lots of puddle ducks which we had an incredible puddle duck shoot on the sea, which was just like probably probably for me uh, on the trip, probably the coolest hunt, no doubt. Yeah, that was nice. I, I agree. That was beautiful scenery and a nice, you know, 10-meter second east, east wind across yeah. the birds again. So that was, and that just was steady. Fun. And just steady birds coming, and just fun, and taking time, taking our time, shooting a couple birds, and and just enjoying it. And and the thing, the other thing that blows me away there is, you cannot shoot Brant in Sweden. And I literally like watched. Oh my god! I, I mean, I took a ton of pictures. I watched group after group after group of Brant come up the coast and come up the coast and I I am I was in awe at like the the numbers of Brant and then not being able to like even have a short season or a you know like cuz we'll have a oh man like we'll have like a 10 day season or a week season here where you know you could shoot like it depends on what they put it put it to like two or three a day depends on what it is washington will throw something up they'll wait till they get their numbers and they'll they'll count and then they'll say here's the days here's the limits like no problem but man the amount of freaking brand i saw i was my head was like hurting watching that <laughs> yeah they they were definitely moving on that day oh my god and we had a great wind, and they were just cranking in. And even when we went down to that refuge down the road, uh, they were just packed in there. Like it was just, yeah. it was, it was sick. It was so sick, so sick. So we're talking to Yuho, who's at Utukalisto in Finland. I don't know if I say that right. You know me; I'm murdering all the names when I'm over there. So you <laughs> see. <laughs> all the <laughs> all the street signs, all the all the freeway signs, I was just hammering them. And it kind of just became a joke, but it was fun. If you're 
if you're listening to this, you're in Europe, you're in anywhere. Like I said, we have our distributors up on the FA website. We do have all the guys in different countries. Look where you are. You go to huntersfriend.eu. You could look there. Like, like, you know, I want to say, if I remember, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think if we, did we meet at SHOT Show or do we meet at the IWA Show? I'm trying to think. Eva, I, I was it Eva, and I, that yeah, it was Eva. Okay, that would have been probably like at least at least ten years ago. Yeah, close, something like that. Yeah. Right, right, because we were, you know, when I was working for Buck, we were selling some calls over to everybody, and then when I worked to worked at Avian, then we sold some stuff to everybody and now fa and now we're just pushing really hard and you know the the coolest thing for me was to be able to make the wood pigeon decoys and the crow decoys just because of the amount of wood pigeon hunters in europe that you know you know i'm gonna be biased and and say whatever but i think we have the best looking wood pigeon decoy out there and can you kill them with other decoys sure you know and can you kill crows with other crow decoys sure but if you want to put like the most realistic decoys out on the crows and the pigeons i think i think we did pretty damn good on you know having the fully flocked version having the painted versions so i'm pretty proud of what we did there and to serve you know the european market for you guys and the hunters there absolutely agree 100 percent. they are they're definitely best on the market they're sturdy they're durable they're the paint team is just beautiful so and, and, i i love them i use you know use those so i've been using those since the start and i i just love them they're effective you know, I'm I'm hoping they're getting everybody closer shots, fooling more birds. You know, but but the the main thing is, you know, that Europe, you know, has been neglected. You know, it, it's so tough for you guys to get good products or just products at all. It, it's such a, and and I realized this early on that it it is such a struggle for you guys to just do business and get decent products. And I wanted to really push that as hard as I could, you know, to make everything available to you guys and do the best I could. And us as a company to, you know, get products over there that, that hunters can use and enjoy and feel like they got a good deal and they got a great product so, you know, I'm pretty happy at the state we're in now. We're still growing. Um, you know, there's still different countries we're not in yet. There's probably still a couple different species of birds or whatever we could make. But I'm pretty happy at where we're, where we're sitting now. Because it's come a long way in just, you know, just a few years, to be honest. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's still a lot of, lot of things to do. Yeah, and, and get better and get better, better products and uh, and more species as well. 
Yeah. Waiting for the golden eye. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. It's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's on my list so you can shoot golden eyes on the sea. <laughs> Believe me. Believe me, it's on my list. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know... I, just going to the going to the shows and 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 seeing customers and 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 you know seeing the stuff that you guys have had to you know get or 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 sell like we totally wanted to step that game up so I'm I'm pumped about that you guys are doing more business and doing way better and and I think the hunters in general are doing you know are being a little more successful, which helps bring more hunters in and get more folks hunting, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. And the, especially the younger generation, they right. use more, more decoys and more like layout blinds. And, Cause uh, the, the European hunting culture has been, has been, especially in central Europe has been pretty, uh, you know, conservative. Right. Well, there's been, you know, it, it, there's been long traditions, right? There's been yeah. different traditions. And, like, the younger generation obviously is always ahead of everything. And the younger generation kind of, and this is happening in, in a lot of the other countries, you know, say it's New Zealand, say it's even Canada for that matter. Like, I don't want to say the U.S., you know, is, you know, leads that that part of it. but But there's so much that goes on here. Um, and, and there's, there's so many hunters and there's so much pressure, uh, so techniques and you're always having to, you know, step your game up here. So I think that carries over to other countries. And like I said, it's not like we're saying we're, we're, we're in the lead or whatever. I think we just have the circumstances here that we have to do certain things like that. And then it just starts those traditions or those techniques or whatever start spilling over and and other countries and other hunters can start using that so you know unfortunately we have to do that kind of stuff you know because of the pressure and the amount of hunters and and everything else i wish it wasn't that you know i wish we still had a lot of hunters but i wish we had like more property i wish we had more access i wish we had more more birds more you know whatever but it just is what it is here you guys you know i mean we we were in finland sweden iceland i i literally saw no other hunters all the times we were out zero yeah we have <laughs> yeah we have way lower hunting pressure God. than you do you guys do and that's probably you know one thing why why decoying hasn't been that you know big thing you know now the younger generation they want to to have you know close you know birds come to closer range right. and and have you know coming in proper way like you know feet down and wings cocked you know and and so and it's like a it's more like an uh, experience not a not not just you know shooting or freezer right right Right. And I mean, you know, that, listen, and, and if you're, you're into waterfowl or you're into any bird hunting or, you know, crows or anything like, you know, the whole, the whole like experience and the whole, uh, jolt of excitement is, you know, fooling the birds, getting them close, 
you know, calling them in, setting the decoys, like, like all that, like all that about it. Like that's what does it. You know what I mean? That's the best part of the whole deal. So, you know, yeah, I think like you said, like, you know, you could easily go out and shoot, you know, a couple ducks, a couple geese, you could go shoot a moose, you go shoot a deer. Like, like, I'm not saying it's not hard, but you guys just have so much game and less pressure that, that it's not like you guys aren't under the gun or under pressure all the time to, you know, geez, just even find a spot or find an animal, you know, you guys are definitely in a better situation, which is incredible. And and it was so cool to experience. Like I said, I don't know how many days we hunted, you know, in all the places that I went. I mean, I never heard another shot. <laughs> yep. That's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that would never, that would never happen here. Never. Maybe Canada, right? But here, no, not happening. So, so you guys are 100% fortunate on that, that standpoint. And listen, if, if you're, if you're a waterfowl hunter and you don't go, uh, to Europe and do a hunt somewhere, whether it's, Sweden or Finland or Iceland or or you know any uh, Norway like France Denmark Germany like whatever Italy like wherever you want to go there's I mean we have distributors in all those countries um Russia like I know there's obviously issues going on there but we've <laughs> sold a lot of waterfowl gear in Russia to a great distributor over there and obviously now it's it's insane and hell, you and I know that the guy in uh, Ukraine, uh, they were selling decoys. Uh, you know, obviously that whole that whole market is upset right now. But, but man, there's just some cool waterfowling stuff in a lot of places in bird hunting. So, if you're a waterfowl or bird nut, man, you, you know, everybody thinks like, let's go to South America, let's go to Canada. Obviously, is easy, but man, Europe is so wild i had a hundred percent bucket list trip time of my life it was incredible every every minute there was fun no doubt good to hear yeah now now i'm going to make you guys make you guys listen to this make you have to come over here (laughs) oh we're coming we're coming i know you are (laughs) (laughs) do not doubt it so we're coming I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to twist arms that much. Uh, no, no. But yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. The only thing. Yeah. So, I w- I will say this. So, um, hunting with uh, you guys, hunting with you and Sula, your dog, and hunting with the Viking and Alata is his dog's a female. The dog work, you two guys, absolutely incredible dog work. I mean, I mean that that's I mean, you have your dog to a I would call master level, like master senior level dog, you know training and and listen that i don't care where you buy the dog or what genes you get or what you do i i know that took a lot of work you know what i mean and he is 
very good. And and you know, when you say that to a guy who who put that much time in a dog, that it's like very rewarding to hear that. So I hope you take that and enjoy that because he is exceptional. Oh yeah, I'm I'm speechless, you know. Thanks thanks for your kind words, you know. I I appreciate. It. You know, if he can he can come over here and teach Jet some stuff. That'd be great. <laughs> Jet's just just a little too much fire under the hood right now and just a little too hot. But we just started the season and and he's like we're we're just slow well, I shouldn't say we're slowly easing in. We're we're easing in and getting things going, but but yeah, I mean I mean hunting with an an incredible dog, you know, as far as marking, sitting, uh, watching, like, and just, uh, and just a joy to be around all the time. And just, oh, he's just hysterical. And then he'd be the first one to get in bed with you too. Just so funny. Just a great dog. And, and you know what? It doesn't matter where you get your labs from. You know what I mean? They're all the same. They are all. They're all the same. <laughs> they are. They, they, exactly. They, I, they all have characteristics that are different, right? They all do something. Uh, they all want to be loved. They do as much as they can. They work hard for you. I mean, you know, there's no difference. So, And they all have their funny, you know, twerks about them or, or whatever about them. And they're just, you know... It's your it's your hunting buddy. That's it, you know. Oh, yep, definitely. Am. But they're like you said, they're all the same. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have a uh, one ready and one not so ready. Yes, you <laughs> so have the fireball, the, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of things to do with the other one. Too. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: like you having Sula and 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 him being the level that he's at. You know, uh, the young one should, you know, slide right in and learn, you know, from him. You know, it should be a little easier. You know what I mean? He's so he's yeah. so polished. You know. Yeah, and I, I'm not in in a rush with him. No, so, no. So I have all the time. No, he'll he'll snap right in, and 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 Sula's what six five six uh, seven seven. I mean. He, in his prime right now, you know what I mean? In his prime, yep. and he can just go until he wants to just lay by the fireplace and and not do anything. So, yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I have plenty of time, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the cool part. Yeah, exceptional. Exceptional. So what? Um, what's up next? I, I saw your picture of the Capper Kaylee. That was pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, next week, I'm heading to to southern Finland, and I'm I'm gonna hunt the whole week uh, whitetail. Oh, Just nice. the roughest at the same time as you guys have. So I think right. we have the heat heat this on over there too. Yeah, which is we talked about that is the craziest thing. Like, you know, wherever wherever the deer are, you know, like the first, you know, whatever it is, two weeks or. You know, however you want to chop it up, just that two-week window of early November is like the rut 
and doesn't matter where you are. And that's so crazy to me, but, but yeah. So, uh, how many guys are going to camp or what do you, what will you guys have in camp? Lots? Uh, no, we're, we're just four guys. Oh, good. And just you having, having fun with, yep. uh, with, uh, you met Tonelli, we're hunting crows with him, so we're, we're staying over, over his place. And oh, perfect. Just four guys having fun over there. Oh my God, you'll have a blast. And there's no, oh, there's yeah. no real pressure to get, you know, if you see a good deer, you'll just take him. Like there's no, no pressure, you know, to just, you got to shoot a deer. No, I, I just, at least I need, I need one in a freezer. So, right. so, so that I can. After that, I can uh, concentrate on, 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 you know, calling, calling in box. Yeah. Oh my God, that'll be a blast. And then, and then what? After that, you'll start. Will moose hunting be after that, or no? Uh, moose hunting is actually at the moment it's going, and uh, gotcha. We just last weekend we shot three, and uh, oh, cool. We have a couple licenses left, and uh, gotcha. And it's it's going to be over soon. So. Yeah, you'll be. You'll be stacked up in, you'll be stacked up in the house on Friday night drinking beer, calling me, watching hockey, going, "What's going exactly, on?" Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, we have a we have a long season of uh, of capercaillie and black crows actually. Oh yeah. That, that continues all the way to December, uh, in the middle of the December, and then there's a, then there's the month pause and it continues in January. So crazy, and you could always go and chase raccoon dogs as well, which is a predator. Oh, yeah. Which is a predator over there. And listen, folks, if you do not know what a raccoon dog is, go look it up. You think I'm joking? It looks like a raccoon and a dog all mixed into one. That's why it's called that. It is the wildest creature. It's the only thing. It is the only thing I didn't get to. Ch we chased them. We just didn't connect on one. So, yeah. Now I have to come back. So. You saw one. At least. I did. I saw. <laughs> we... <laughs> They're usually not out during the day, and we were literally driving down a road, and all of a sudden, there's this big blob of a look like a really, it looked like a giant overweight raccoon running down the road. It could barely go, and we like drove right past it. We were laughing so hard, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's one right there." <laughs> <laughs> the wildest looking creature I've ever seen. So, so yeah, I didn't clip one of those, but 100%, it's on my list. And yeah, now you're gonna have to put up with me. I gotta come back. So, so much for that. Yep. <laughs> we're we're gonna go. Actually, we're gonna go tomorrow evening. We're gonna go. Oh, cool. Cool. Hunting. Friend of mine, he's oh. he's got a crazy dog. It's a mix of a Hound <laughs> and a German Terrier. So, he's oh. he's crazy with. Dog, so. Oh my God! I bet you that dog lives for that. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're oh gonna. My, oh my God! Gonna do that tomorrow. Oh, so cool! That's gonna be fun. Awesome. All right, this uh, like if you guys listen to me, if you guys want to go to any of these countries, you know, look up look up some stuff. I'm telling you, like you're missing out if you don't go and do that stuff. Obviously, you know, COVID had everybody down for a few years. We actually were planning this trip for man years. Mm -hmm finally got to go do it we have a bunch of segments uh coming up on uh the last pass episodes and and on the video series uh on youtube so you'll get to see all this stuff like in action it was such a good time so so yeah listen appreciate you uh 
hooking up everything, setting up camp uh, down with Yanni and and those guys in Sweden and taking care of everything and putting up with me for two weeks. We had an absolute blast. Holy God. Yeah. It was a pleasure. So much fun. Well, get your bags ready for coming over here next year. And I am. Uh, yeah, you got you probably packed now already. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm packing already. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, listen, thanks for everything. Appreciate the the chat and uh we'll talk to you guys soon. Send me some pictures of whatever you shoot next. I will. I will. Awesome, buddy. Tell Sula I said hi. Give him a little give him a little treat for me. I will. I will. Awesome. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Appreciate thanks, it. Mario. All right, talk to you. All right. Yep. Bye. Bye. That's my buddy Yuho, uh, who is uh, in Finland. Oh, man. Such such a good dude. So much fun. We had a blast over there. We went from Finland to Sweden, and then we'll talk to my buddy the Viking who's up in Iceland about this whole uh, European tour we did and how incredible it was and the game we saw and the birds we saw and and the traditions and everything. Just so incredible. Uh, big shout outs to everybody, uh, on the podcast that helps us federal ammunition. Those guys went to Sweden with us. You'll see some of that in the episode. We were shooting some new ammo, uh, because it's gotta be, uh, certain ammo for Europe. That's a whole other thing. Uh, I'll let Dan and those guys from federal talk about that in the episode. They'll, they'll tell you all about that. Uh, of course the Weatherby guys, Roger sporting goods. Uh, and Leupold, who's one of our new partners. And like I said, all our distributors over in Europe, uh, we have a bunch of them. You can go on the website and look at the bottom and see our international distributors. And if you're in any of those countries or whatever, you could take a look. They got tons of products and uh, we're pushing real hard to, uh, you know, to make some cool stuff over there for hunters in Europe and all the countries we can. So pretty awesome. All right, if you need any details from us, you can hit us up on all our social pages or you can hit us up at fabrand.com. We're in Canada at fabrand.ca. All right, you can follow us. You can like us on Facebook. Hit up the YouTube channel and subscribe. There's tons of product videos. There's the Last Pass episode, and we're also on Masio Go with our uh, YouTube series. So lots going on with us. And if you need us, you could always hit us up, and we'll try to get right back to you. All right? That is the FA podcast for today. I'm Mario. I'm out.